0: Don't, don't you think your pastor looks so cool today? I, I'm either going to lose weight or steal his shirt or do something. I mean, that's uh, that's to lust after, not him but the shirt. Uh, I, um, what a joy to be with you. Um, thank you so much for the privilege of Pastor Josh, for allowing me to be here with you and having our band, our guys. Um, uh, I just love this church. Um, it's my home church in America. Uh, even my banker is here today, so welcome to the banker. Thank you so much. The Mid-South Bank sponsoring the trip. No, they're not. <laughs> I wish I wish they were. <laughs> but uh, what a joy just to be around all of you. This is to my family. This is to my family in, in the U.S. and in the world. Uh, I know I follow your lives on Facebook many times. You will Facebook message me or say what's happening, and you followed my Horrific trip yesterday, which take a day and a half just to get here in Jennings. Um, I wish I had one of those Mennonites donkey cars or what pony cars. would have been faster than an airline. Um, I have never seen in America up till now. I know they will not last year because you will eat it. Um, uh, 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 pony cars, I haven't seen that. I thought it was only in the movies, and I saw real. The Walmart, in, I was in uh, Shippensburg. The Walmart at Shippensburg has got what do you call those things? Horse cart for horse carts um, for hitching Hitching post, hitching post post for the horses, and they have a a buggy um, cover cover for sixteen buggies uh, at Walmart in Shippensburg, in America. For real, it's like wow! Um, But I want to say thank you so much for sending your pastors. To us in South Africa. And thank you for sending their sons. They were amazing. Uh, next time we will just bring a suitcase full of food that I can. Yeah. <laughs> they starved uh, in South Africa. Like, first question I asked Luke so how, how do you find South Africa? Um, the food is funny. <laughs> and, and second, why wow, all these people walking? <laughs> and, but he was—they were such a blessing. I mean, for for an international trip to and Luke, you can you can come back. You can bring your parents back if you want to. Okay, but we loved you. Thank you so much for sowing into South Africa and what we are doing, and uh, we appreciate you so much. Uh, we bless you. I'm so sorry what happened. This is your, as long as I've known you, the third. Big thing had happened to you. Rita came with Katrina and caused havoc in Louisiana. Then you had the oil spill a few years ago and now this flood. But you know what I know about you? You're a people of hope. You're great people. You're phenomenal. You're champions. You Euros. You're people who stand up in the midst of trouble and you start to serve your community and you start to serve and see how hope will be restored in this area. And I would, I, would give, I would give you a hand, but it's just one on my own, so why don't you give yourself a hand. You know, I'm going to start. Romans five five says, Hope does not disappoint because of the love of God being poured out within our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. And I know that the hope that God will give you and has given you will not disappoint you. So let's just pray. Lord, we thank you that your word cannot return void, but it must accomplish what it's sent forth to do. And Lord, we release right now the word of God into the lives of people in Jesus' name. Amen. I didn't apologize for my accent, uh, it's just the way we were born. It came like that, okay? So. Um, This is South African English. Uh, I know you speak American on this side, but um, I have one son that can speak American, um, my my oldest son. So I always joke, speak American because then people can understand you. Uh, They don't understand me. Okay, today I want to speak. We are busy with a series here on detox. And I want to speak to you today, which I believe is is something that uh, I believe God has for you, in store for you. uh, And I want to release in the next few minutes. A word on how to restore hope through prayer in your lives. How to use prayer to restore hope in your lives. And I believe that God wants to restore hope. Hope is a joyful expectation. It's, it's to be joyful in the midst of, of things that we are facing. You know what? One of the things we need to learn is, is in the society where we are right now, where there's a lot of hopelessness, you cannot afford to partner with the enemy. You cannot afford to invite the enemy's agenda into your life. You need to say, I am partnering with life and with God. And I'm going to see his life and his life released over my society. Turning your Bibles to 2 Corinthians chapter 10. 2 Corinthians chapter 10. And we're going to read a portion of Scripture, which I'm going to base the word today. 2 Corinthians chapter 10. And I'm first going to read out of the message and then out of the New King James translation. It says, in the message it says, The world is unprincipled. It's dog-eat-dog out there. The world doesn't fight fair, but we don't live or fight our battles that way. Never have, never will. The tools of our trade aren't for marketing or manipulation, but they are for demolishing that entire massively corrupt world and culture. In in New King James it says, For though we walk in the flesh, it means we are people, we are persons, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ, and being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. So, what does it mean that we do not war according to the flesh? What does it mean that we war in a different way? What does our weapons look like if we don't war like we have wars in our flesh? What does it mean to have those strongholds? What is the meaning of that, of having strongholds? What, what does the writer Paul mean by this, that we have a different war? It means that we need to take into captivity the thoughts that are foreign, that are uh, not supposed to be part of our thinking life. We need to take that in captivity and bring it to obedience to God. A few weeks ago, I had to deal with a young man who had, um, at that stage, I didn't know what was happening in his life. He started to hear voices all over his house. At night, he heard voices. Wherever he went, he's he's saying there's people in his house. And he started knocking down walls. Uh, So there's there's, there's things in in the walls that speak to him. And I went to pray for him, and, and then we discovered he was on meth, on cat. And uh, uh, and he was on that because of, uh, I don't know if you call it the same Yeah, uh, He didn't eat cats, uh, you know, that's a drug. Is that what they call it, cat, meth, crystal meth? It's, it's not good. It's not something that you... Okay. Um, so he was on this, and, and the reason why I was on that was because... Something horrific happened in his life And to cope He thought Just by taking once, taking this It will help him And it helped him for the first time And then he started to hear all these voices Now we are in the process of helping him now And he repented And he invited Jesus into his life But the thing is In our society we are facing fear And that's why we sang that song We are no longer slaves of fear Fear the acronym for fear is false evidence appearing real. And so we cannot afford to be a slave of fear. But we need to allow God to say, Lord, let, let us get in alignment with who you are. So I want to first talk to you about the weapons that God gave us. It, in Ephesians six seventeen and 17, uh, 18 it says, And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word. Now it means that it means that this word can be a weapon it can be a sword offensive word to fight the enemy now you again, if you have meth in your blood you cannot fight the enemy with the Bible okay you need to allow that what is inside to go inside you full your heart because out of the abundance of The heart, the mouth will start to speak. And what are you saying? What are are people hearing you saying? So you need to allow this word to become part of your life. Fill your heart with it. Fill your mind with it. So when the enemy comes in like a flood, that you will raise up a different flood. A promise of God to say the promise of God is good. God is a good God. God is a faithful God. God is a God that's going to bring life and abundance into my life. And so I need to allow this word to come inside of me. And I need to spend time with it so it become a sword, a sword of the Spirit. And then it says, praying with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this with all perseverance and supplication with all the saints. You see, there's two weapons that God gave you. It's a sword of the Spirit which is the Word of God that's in you alive. And it's, it's by praying without ceasing in the Spirit. And one of the things that God gives you is a, is a prayer language. It, the way God gives you ability to receive His Holy Spirit for yourself. An ability to fight a war against the enemy. When you don't have words, when you don't have the ability to fight the enemy, it's to allow his spirit to say, Lord, I want to allow your spirit to make yourself at home inside of me. That I'm so full with you that I will overflow with your presence in a hopeless situation. So the weapons that that God gave us is powerful. Say with me, powerful. You see, those weapons are powerful. It's unlike the weapons of this world. It's so powerful that it can cast down every argument that's brought against the knowledge of God. And that's why, you see, when we start to to speak about those strongholds, what is that stronghold? I have this definition. It says, every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. A stronghold is anything that exalts itself in our minds, pretending to be bigger and more powerful than God. It steals much of our focus and causes us to feel overpowered. It causes you to feel controlled. It force, causes you to feel mastered by something else. And the enemy comes in with lies, lies from your past, emotional things that happen, bad things that happen. And, and somehow the enemy conditions you to say, you know what? All of these things that happen in this region, there's no hope for you. Your business is going down. Your, your future is going down. There's no The economy is going down. You see, if the enemy can start, start to make you to believe that your current circumstances will be your future, he has paralyzed you. He succeeded in stopping you to dream. So the enemy wants to tell you, your reality is your future. I want to come and say, No hope that God will give you will not disappoint you. But if you allow God's hope to come inside of your heart and overflow and start to agree with His Word, and you speak life over the current dead circumstances, you will see God's presence flowing into the in your places. You're just praying with some of you already, it, you said your business and all these things you're facing. It's so overwhelming. Don't agree with that. Don't allow the enemy to come and agree with that. A few weeks ago, just after Pastor Baba visited us, I went to Nigeria, which Nigeria is the most populated African country uh, in the continent of Africa, and the traffic is the worst in the world. Um, so I went to Nigeria, ministered there, and came back home, and my, my youngest son, DeAndrew, He's, he's now nine years old. Um, when I got ill um, seven years ago, he was diagnosed with autism. And his speech, uh, he's got a speech impairment. So he's, he changes his words around and he battles really to express himself. And it makes it hard for him to make friends. And so we take him for speech therapy. And, and the therapist that the government appointed to us said um, to my wife just before I came back, she said, they can't do nothing anymore for him. He's, it's the end of the line. Um, the way he's speaking right now, that's how he's going to speak for the rest of his life. And, and she knew it was a lie. She knew that wasn't the reality. But somehow the enemy came and causes her to think wrong at lines. She came back home and she, um, uh, when I came back from Nigeria... She 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 told me this. When I first heard it, I was overwhelmed. But I knew, speaking on this word, I cannot bring my tongue in agreement with what I've heard. And I know it's my wife's part to say, you know what? This is what the, this is what we heard. We're not going to agree with it. But instead of saying, okay, yes. I knew, I said, well, you know what, um, then we're going to pray. God gave us a different word. God said to us when he was born, he's going to speak all over the world. And so, so we were facing this situation and, and uh, just praying about it. And then he came to her and said, he loves Legos. He just loves Legos and he, has, he builds all this Lego models and things. And, and he started to build instruments out of Legos. And he wanted to build a piano and uh, he wanted to build a, uh, a guitar and, and it has a drum kit and all those little things out of Legos. And he said to his mom, can we make a video out of this and then post it on our instant messaging system, which is WhatsApp we use. And, and she was busy with something and, and he, he made one, we made one, but it was very unclear, he couldn't hear what he was saying and... And she was busy at that moment. It wasn't Celeste's intention. But I just want to explain how the enemy comes in with a lie. And you, you're not intending it. Because in your heart you don't agree with the lie. But you don't have another word. How easy it is to flow with that lie. And so Celeste is a powerful woman of God. And there was no way she wanted to agree with this. And, but she said, before she could stop herself, said, Now the way he's speaking People don't understand it Um, You need to practice it more She didn't intend to hurt my son But he was He was in tears Running to me Luckily I was there I said no no mom didn't say You cannot speak She just said practice more So he went on his own He had practiced Five times in Afrikaans Six times in English Practiced the how to build this model. We went to town, came back, he says, Dad, I'm ready. You can shoot the video. And I thought, okay, let's sit down. And he was ready. He explained to his friends in this world, he doesn't know how to build a piano out of Legos. And so I decided, you know what, that's cool. So they spoke at one of our churches, and they said, post it on Facebook. Just post it on Facebook. We said, tell me. Posted on Facebook. And so we posted an Afrikaans message on Facebook uh, of DeAndre, And literally, our, from all over the world, our friends that we have started to like it, even if they didn't understand the language. So we started to like it. And so, in a small manner, what the enemy said he will not be able to speak became a viral video message. And yes, we're going to work on that, and we're going to trust God, but, but we're not going to agree with the facts. We're going to say, Lord, the word that you gave us is a different one. So what are those things that the enemy are telling you? You See, that's why Romans 12, 1 and 2 in the message says, so here's what I want you to do. He says, take your every day. God helping you. Take your everyday, all in life, sleeping, eating, going to work, and walking around life, and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for Him. Then it says, don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. Readily recognize what he wants from you and quickly respond to you. And then it says, unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity. What are the people saying in Jennings now? What are they saying in the surrounding areas? What are they saying about the flood? And what are they saying about the future? Are you agreeing with that? Are you allowing that culture to pull you down? Are you allowing that the people around you, your family members, start to speak bad about things? and you agreeing with that? Or are you going to be more than your Facebook status that says you're a Christian? Are you going to start to live the Word of God? Are you going to start to use the weapons that God gave you, the sword of the Spirit and the Word of God, to fight the enemy? Are you going to pray in the spirit and say, I'm going to withstand this? Because unlike the culture around you, always dragging to its level of immaturity, God brings the best out of you, develops well-formed maturity, and leads you to a place of overcoming. In a Phillips translation, it says, Don't let the world around you squeeze you into its own mold, but let God remold your minds from within, How do you remold your minds? By allowing different thoughts, allowing a different way of thinking, by aligning your thought life with His words. Lord, what are your promises according to the circumstances? What are you saying? I'm not going to agree. I'm not going to form a partnership with the enemy. I've said it a few times when I was here. One of the things I realize in our society nowadays is you have a medical condition. Say it's something, uh, a mental disorder, something small, small it happens. And you start to take medication for it. And then the medication you use has a side effect. Then you need to start to take another medication to... Conquer that side effect, and then this medication's got another side effect, and that, that medication's got a side effect, and then you need, and then you use all of these boxes of pills because of the side effects. For me, it's like having bad Facebook friends. You know, we have Facebook friends that harass you with stupid posts and it ons and bad things. What do you do? We have a friend on Facebook. It's harassing you. What do you do? Unfriend them. And if you're really harassing, you block them. So you need to start to block the enemy. You need to start to unfriend the lies of the enemy and not receive it as that's how life's going to be. You say, no, I'm not going to receive it. I'm not going to accept it. I'm going to change this thing. And that's why it says we need to start to fight the enemy on his ground. Colossians three was one to three, that's Reynolds favorite scripture. He memorizes better than I could. Um, and the message says, if you are serious about living this new resurrection life with Christ, act like it. Guys, sometimes you just need to just start to act like it. So I'm gonna I'm gonna use the script. And I'm going to act like it. But I, I don't want to fake it, Villa. No, you're not going to fake it. You're going to start acting. And your acting is becoming start living. He says, pursue the things over which Christ presides. Don't shuffle along, eyes to the ground, absorb the things right in front of you. Be alert on what is going on around Christ. Wake up. Lord, I want to see it from your perspective. He says, that's where the action is. See things from His perspective. Your old life is dead. Your new life, which is your real life, even though invisible to spectators, is with Christ. How do I do it? I need to start to pray the Word. How do I pray the Word if I don't know the Word? Well, start with one of the Psalms that most of you have heard somewhere in your life. Psalm 23. Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, shall not want. So, Lord, I thank you that you are my shepherd. You are my pastor. Lord, you are my protector. You are the one that cares for me. Lord, I shall not want. I shall not have a need. Shall me? If you're close. I shall not need. I will stand close with you, Lord. I will not agree with the enemy. In the end of Psalm 23, it says, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Since I have two of my pastors here, they need to help me. Okay. You sh- your goodness and your mercy. Just follow me, okay. Wherever I go. So it means, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. You see, if you start to make it practical, thank you, God. <laughs> I just thought you were getting jet-lagged. So. that's how you start to pray the word it becomes practical it becomes a life it becomes a place Lord I will not fall, form a partnership anymore with the enemy listen to your words listen at your lunch times at your dinner times what are you saying do you feel that the assignment the enemy gave you is final you know the enemy comes with root lies to you a shame lie Maybe something bad horrific happened to you as a child, and now you feel ashamed. Maybe you went through a divorce, maybe you went through a difficult season, maybe you went even through jail time, and now you feel like, I'm half a citizen. I'm not worthy of dreaming anymore. No, you are worthy if you receive the life and abundance of Jesus Christ in your life. When there's a fear of lie, I have to hide myself. When it's performance lies, I have to prove myself. Blame lies, rejection lies. How do I fight this? Isaiah 55 verse 11 says, The word of God cannot return void, but it must accomplish what it's sent forth to do. You have his word and his promises. That, Lord, Your word cannot return void, but it will accomplish what it's sent forth to do. And I want to release over your life today. We want to cancel the assignment of the enemy. Have you ever received a wrong package? You know, Amazon or FedEx sends you a wrong package. Say you ordered um, Altoids, okay? And you got, I know in, in Louisiana you will be feel placed when you have frog legs when it comes in. But you have something weird coming. It's, it's just no, that's not mine. I'm sending it back. You have received packages that's wrong. You need to send it back. You need to return it to sender. And today we're going to start to return it to sender. So here's what I want to do is so we're going to close in a moment I'm going to give it over to Pastor Josh, or one of the pastors. Um, yeah, they're coming out of the, out of out of darkness into the marvelous light. Can you stand for a moment, please? I want to release I prayed over people and we're gonna pray at the end of the service for people if you need prayer. I want to release over you a promise that you can take. Romans sixteen twenty says the God of peace will soon Crush Satan under your feet. The grace of our Lord Jesus be with you. Can we do it practically? This enemy lies to you. Say with me, the God of peace. God of peace. My, God of peace. My God of peace. You see, we'll soon, say soon. soon. Crush Satan. Crush. To, under your feet. Would you just do, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm just Af- from Africa, okay? Just think about a medicine man from Africa. Just... <laughs> Stand on those bugs. Just won't you just crush a few of those things? You know the lies of the enemy coming over you. You think, well, no, I don't want to agree with this thing. I don't want to agree with this sickness, illnesses. I don't want to agree with this lies. Stay with me, the God of peace. Will soon crush. Come on, help me crush, crush Satan under your feet. Soon, soon, guys. Lord, I pray right now that we cancel the assignment of the enemy. We cancel the assignment of lies, of hopelessness. And we release through prayer words of faith, words of hope. We come before you, we cry before you, Lord, and we thank you. The God of peace will soon crush Satan under our feet in Jesus' name. Praise God.